Colts camp is a wrap. After 16 practices and a pair of preseason games, we'll tell you all about what we've learned about the Indianapolis Colts this summer on the latest episode of Locked on Colts. Let's get to it. You are Locked on Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Colts fans, thanks so much for tuning in and making us your number one listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Arthur, and I'm joined today by our friend Andrew Moore. Uh, He filled in for me yesterday as I kind of felt like I was dying, and now he's in for Zach today. Uh, Zach had some family stuff that uh, has him just kind of running around today, so Andrew's being generous enough with his time to hop on with us. Uh, you know the three of us from HorseshoeHuddle.com and also Andrew from his show, A Colts Podcast. Uh, but Andrew, where else can everyone find you? Yes, if you want to follow me uh, directly, it's at Andrew Moore NFL on Twitter. And I must be doing something, right? Because you guys haven't, uh, you guys keep asking me to come back on the show. So, hey, I appreciate being back on and uh, talking Colts football with you, Jake. Yeah, the, the people who are commenting seem to like you. I I think uh, I don't think they missed me much based on uh, the, the latest show and you filling in for me, but that's all right. Um, no, so yeah, Andrew is here with us today. And on today's show, we'll go through each position group on the Colts roster. And we're going to tell you a little bit about what we've learned from them in the last four weeks. Uh, but first, before we get into that, we'll kind of start out with the news and notes portion of the day. Uh, probably the biggest note from uh, Wednesday's practice was Pay went down with a leg injury and real scary. You know, I, I, I looked at Andrew's notes from the day he was there checking things out, said, you know, you could hear a pin drop there in, uh, in Westfield when it happened. Luckily, it's just a bone bruise. Uh, should keep him out just a little bit of time. They dodged a huge bullet on that one, Andrew. <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. Because behind, I mean, you have Taekwon Lewis and, and Dio Dangbo behind Quiddy Pay, but the Colts really have a lot invested in Quiddy Pay this season. They expect mm-hmm. him to take a huge jump. They expect him to pair with Unique and Gakwe to create a, a a fearsome tandem there on the edge. So, yeah, definitely it was scary when he did go down yesterday. Uh, the, the music went went dead. <laughs> Fans didn't say a word, and and for the majority of the practice, I I had one eye on on what was going on on the field. The other eye was on Quiddy Pay on the sidelines, seeing what exactly the trainers were doing and and how he was being attended to. So good to hear that it's just a bone bruise. And I think Frank Reich even said today that uh, Quiddy Pay should be ready by the opener. Yeah, we're a couple weeks away from that still. Um, so you know, hopefully, hopefully, no big news there coming out of that. Uh, and you kind of realize just how reliant Quiddy Pay, how reliant they're going to be on Quiddy Pay and Yannick Ngakwe when you look at the depth. Because if Pay goes down and it's Taekwon Lewis starting, well, shoot, he's really never been able to play a full season. And then you've got uh, Dio Dangbo, who's still pretty raw. And this is essentially his rookie season again. Um, ben Banagu, you know, if if he makes it, you're, you don't have, you know, you, you can't really put much in that. If the audio Denigbo is probably your next guy after Taekwon that you can really put much stock in. 
Right. And I, I think it it, it kind of shows i mean maybe you have some reservations about the the depth of of this defensive line for the colts because we talked about the ends but then after deforest buckner and grover stewart in the middle a lot of those guys haven't really flashed either so definitely Mm -hmm. something to keep an eye on as we head into the regular season yeah I, i like this defensive end group as a whole but not in the depth but not at the expense of one of those two starters it right. starts to look a lot different after right. that uh so the next bit of news um so we we knew rodrigo or rigoberto sanchez torres achilles is out for the year uh, and so the colts made it official on thursday that they signed matt hawk uh formerly of the bills he he got booted in favor of the punt god over there in Buffalo. So you know, <laughs> it's it's not like he's just some, some hack. Uh, so the Colts got a pretty decent punter. I, I mean, it was the number one punter available out there, and so they pulled the trigger. Uh, and the kicking competition is over. Uh, Jake Verity was waived in order to bring in Matt Hawk. So Rodrigo Blankenship has won it. This is uh, this the second preseason kicking battle that he's really been in, I believe. And, you know, he, he went into it with Michael Badgley last year. Badgley filled in for him after he got hurt and uh, they felt good enough about Badgley not to give it back. So that kind of leads me to believe, you know, this, this thing until the regular season starts, I don't really buy, I don't buy it yet. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and, and, and out of those two, I mean, Blankenship was definitely, better than Verity throughout camp I mean you and I saw it firsthand mm-hmm. Blankenship well well everyone talked about Verity's leg and sure he does have he does have a nice leg can can certainly make it from from over 50 yards he's just nowhere near as consistent as Blankenship and the last day that they kicked in practice Blankenship went three for four uh with with uh two makes from over 50 yards mm-hmm. while Verity went one of four so yeah. and and I think as practice and as these these competitions go along, you see skies that start to separate themselves. And Blankenship had just separated himself enough from Verity to to make it a pretty easy decision by the Indianapolis Colts to to go with go with Hot Rod. And I I'm interested to see how Hot Rod does in the regular season because before the Baltimore meltdown where he hurt his hip, and I think that really caused a lot of issues in that game. Blankenship was nine of ten to start the year so Mm -hmm. uh, you you want to see what what he has done i know that bubba ventrone has a lot of confidence in him and they're they're looking for somebody that can be consistent and make those and so far that's what blankenship has shown throughout training camp in the preseason yeah it was really weird because they they didn't kick much early on but in the first couple weeks of camp those guys were really dead even um Mm -hmm. and then it's like these last couple weeks ever since verity missed an extra point against buffalo he just totally fell apart. I think Tuesday it was was bad. Right, it was, it was not great, like you said. Uh, next piece out. Uh, next piece of news out of the way. So Frank Reich talked again on the last day. Uh, he he reiterated that the Colts starters will play about a half. No Jonathan Taylor. No Naheem Hines. So that I think we're all very very fine with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other side of it. Todd Bowles said Tom Brady and any healthy Buccaneers player is going to play on Saturday. So you don't really expect to see Tom Brady in the preseason of a Colts game, but the Colts are are playing Tom Brady on Saturday. 
yeah, this is really going to be a dress rehearsal for mm -hmm. what it's going to look like in the regular season. The starters are expected to play about a, about a half for the Indianapolis Colts on Saturday night. And and it does just because the Tom Brady is going to be out there on the field, it does bring a little bit extra juice to to this game. Now, obviously, the result doesn't matter, but you want to see this is the game where you want to see the starters get start to get into a rhythm. You want to mm -hmm. see the you don't want to necessarily see Matt Ryan in the offense go three or four possessions with 25 yards to show for it. You want to see them moving the ball down the field. You mm -hmm. want to see these wide receivers improve from from what they we saw in Buffalo, where it seemed like they couldn't really separate much outside of Michael Pittman Jr. And then on the other side of the ball, you want to see the defense come up with some stops on Tom Brady. You want to see them maybe be a little bit stiffer and, and not necessarily let the let the Buccaneers drive down the field and then have to stop them in the red zone. So it definitely is going to give these starters a chance to, to show their improvements throughout camp and then the biggest thing is you don't want anybody injured you want to get out of this right. game clean and head into week one as healthy as you can be so but I, I do think it adds a little more excitement uh to the preseason finale this year yeah and for the Buccaneers I, I don't want to say it's surprising because they can't run from it but some of their guys especially on, on the offensive line have just been dropping like flies so Honestly, they probably do need to get Brady out there with this new offensive line just to just to get him some reps together because Brady himself was away for what two three weeks or something. So mm -hmm. it's uh yeah it's it's iffy back there. And again, what we saw from him in the road game last year. Again, I'm fine with Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> he might stop Absolutely. playing. They shut it down. Uh, but you know, from a defensive standpoint, everyone's going to want to raise their game because he's 600 years old. But it's Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> everyone wants right. to play well against Tom Brady. Anyways, before we move on to checking out this roster and just kind of really digesting what we've learned about this team, let's talk about Dave. Hindsight is 2020 and you can't change the past, but what if you could get a little help from your future self? Maybe you'd ask to borrow a little cash? Now you can with Dave. Trust me, as the parent of a toddler, as well as a dog that always has some sort of vet issues going on, I know all about unexpected expenses, but Dave's got my back. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and you need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future you will thank you. Thanks again for making Lockdown Colts your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview starting August 31st. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team of experts of the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey NFL Insiders all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. Starting August 31st, search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, Andrew. So the biggest facelift that the Colts had this offseason was at quarterback. Out goes Carson Wentz and the, the absolute roller coaster that that was. In comes the older veteran 
Matt Ryan after 14 years in Atlanta. I'm going to say, you know, the, the biggest thing I've learned about quarterback this summer is Matt Ryan still got it. You know, the arm strength really wasn't an issue. You assume it's going to be with a guy that old, but just looking at his tape last year, he was one of the deep, better deep ball throwers in the league. He's still got it. And I think he is what this offense needs. They need a Phillip Rivers type, someone who's cerebral, who can see everything before the snap, during, you know, before and after the snap, and will dispense the ball to whatever whatever position. He doesn't have someone he's locked on right away. Uh, is that kind of the vibe you're getting? What, what have you learned from this quarterback group so far? So the thing I keep coming back to, and I think I've said it on here before, I've said it numerous times on a Colts podcast, is there's just a different feel about this offense this year. We're not You're not going into every single play wondering if it's going to be a touchdown throw by Carson Wentz, if Carson Wentz is going to get injured, or if he's going to throw a left-handed interception. That's, that's no longer the worry when you're watching this Colts offense. Matt Ryan, it's just a number one, it's a calming effect that you see on, on really the rest of the team, but the leadership, the leadership that he's brought to this team, the how vocal he is with his wide receivers, consistently teaching them how he likes a route run, where the ball is going to be on each play. And as we've seen training camp go along, the thing that I've noticed is that Matt Ryan isn't doing that as much because the wide receivers are catching on. The timing is becoming prevalent. They're they're not a, they're not having to work through through those minute issues because it's starting to become second nature nature to them, and they're starting to get familiar with one another. So, but yeah, the the. I would agree on 100%. Matt Ryan is, was what this team needed. And, and I think you're going to see that right away in week one, just the, a different way this offense performs. You're going to see the ball come out a lot quicker. The weapons and wide receivers are going to get out into space. And, and it's going to really gel with what Frank Reich wants to do on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I, I think this will look like kind of a mix between 2018 and 2020 when mm-hmm. – quarterback play you know the 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 playbook was wide open essentially like Frank Reich was able to really call whatever he wanted because of because of the mentality of the quarterback you know and it's I I don't know it's it's just really going to be a lot a lot different like how many times did you scream at your tv like here comes the blitz off the edge and you would think an NFL quarterback could see that but it's like Carson had blinders on and, and could not see what wasn't you know, what wasn't in his immediate view. So totally different feel. And there were just so many games last year, you know, they, they were, had a razor thin margin for missing the playoffs. Normal quarterback play would have won them at least two, three more games, you know? And I I think that's going to be the biggest thing that tilts them over the edge back into the playoffs this year is quarterback play. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, I'd agree. It, It just, like I said, it, there's an adult in the room now and people are looking at Matt Ryan and, and Frank Reich is, is using him to his advantage rather than towards the end of the year when they were trying to coach around Carson Wentz. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, so moving on to running back, you know, this, this isn't something we learned as much as something that was confirmed, but Naheem Hines is going to be a big part of the passing game. And I guess if there's something we learned, I'll say that I think he's going to have, maybe a a more dynamic role than what we've originally seen from him. Like, I think he might get some more classic receiver looks. Um, 
just judging from some of the the deep shots he's had from Ryan and just some of the way we've seen him be used. Like it's not new to see him doing positional drills with receivers and running backs, but just from these 16 practices, you know, it just seems like he's going to be used more as a dynamic weapon and they're going to have him and Jonathan Taylor on the field at the same time. Cause it's been really productive, really fruitful for them last year when, when they did that. And he had a career high in receiver snaps last year. So I, I definitely see that happening again. Yeah. And I, I think you just touched on it. I think we're going to see Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines on the field together quite a bit more, whether it's both of those guys in the backfield, whether Naheem Hines is in the slot or he's even split out wide. You and I have seen that a couple times throughout camp. Naheem Hines is a weapon and, and the Colts, the Colts haven't hid that their, their, their plans for, for Naheem Hines. They have consistently said, we need to get the ball in Naheem's hands more often. And mm-hmm. we've seen it pretty much every day throughout camp. And you saw it against Buffalo, even in the preseason game, they're going to make a concerted effort to make sure they get Naheem Hines the ball. And, and you're absolutely right. I think we're going to see him in a more traditional wide receiver role in a, in a lot of these situations, whether he's in the slot and you have the big guys like Pittman and Pierce on the outside or coming out of the backfield. But it's it's not a stretch to say that Naheem Hines could be second on this team in catches behind mm-hmm. Michael Pittman Jr. I could easily see Naheem getting 80, 80 to 85 catches this year, and and that might even be on the low end depending on how often they go to him. So it's it's exciting to see because I think Naheem Hines truly is a playmaker, and, and I think he is – the Colts offense is better when he's out there and, and getting touches. Yeah, I think it's almost a certainty that he'll be second on the team in receptions because I, I can't imagine anyone else getting that volume of targets. Uh, looking at receivers, it's a young group. It, you know, I don't I don't think there was a ton done during the summer to ease some of the, you know, e- ease some of the concerns about it just because they are young and they still haven't, you know, they haven't really played games. But I think the scheme is going to help them get by. I think Frank knows how to use these guys. You know, we, we saw it with Alec Pierce, you know, give him, give him that slant. You know, we, that's not something we knew we were really going to get from him. We've, we've seen him kind of do deep digs and downfield shots and things like that, but just things to, to get these guys open as long as they can get a good release or, or beat man coverage. You know, I think the scheme will get the ball in these guys' hands. Yeah. And I think, I think that's all that's going to help number one build their confidence because with a young group like this with an Mm. unproven group a lot of these guys they they just need some confidence because and I think we've even seen that this preseason where Paris Campbell started out real hot and then he had a a couple drops against Buffalo and then in camp you didn't really hear about it much but over this last week or so Paris Campbell's kind of stepped his game back up and you're seeing him make more catches less drops uh being more productive so i think as this goes along and these young receivers get more opportunities it's just going to build their confidence we already know the colts are throwing 
everything they can at Alec Pierce to try to prep him and get him ready for a significant role. But I, I just think I think the biggest thing is is going to be health with this group because there isn't a lot of depth behind Michael Pittman Jr., Alec Pierce, and and Paris Campbell, who you you can you'll never know if he's going to be available from one Sunday to the next. So yeah. if, if these guys can stay healthy and get plenty of snaps under their belt, I think we're definitely going to see a progression because the talent is there. I really believe that seeing these guys in person and and seeing everything that Frank Reich has talked about them, Reggie Wayne, the wide receivers coach has talked about them. It's it's just going to take some time. So and and I think when you have Matt Ryan that's going to be consistently drilling them and and being on their case about getting better come uh combined with the fact that these wide receivers want to get better and want to show that I think it's a recipe for success. They just got to stay healthy because there isn't much depth behind those top three. And and if you want to throw Ashton Doolin in there as the fourth wide receiver. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, that's there, there's a lot to take in there with that group for sure, but kind of piggybacking off of those receivers and moving into the tight ends, just a quick one. You know, we didn't see really anything from Kylan Granson last year. But after what we've seen this summer, he ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, he's not he's not too bad. And I think the Colts want to get him more involved. He he has to be more involved at this point because you can't hide behind Jack Doyle and Mo Ali Cox anymore. Mo Ali Cox is going to be in that Jack Doyle role, the guy that's gonna be there to do a lot of the blocking and be that third down security blanket. But but for this offense to really to really take off and what Frank Reich wants it to be, you need that dynamic tight end option. And we saw that 2018 with Eric Ebron. Now, Kylan Granson isn't on Ebron's level, but he he definitely showed throughout camp. He's the guy that of the tight end group that can create the most separation. And I think we've seen in these preseason matchups, the Colts have tried to get him the ball more again to boost his confidence and, and get him ready for the regular season. Yeah, yeah. And then just another quick one, the offensive line real quick before we move on, you know, out of this whole offensive line group, the the starters, you know, Danny Penter was probably the guy of the new couple starters you could be most confident in. But honestly, he might, if you're going to have a concern about the starting five, it might be him at right guard. Matt Pryor's look good. He really has. And I think going up against Unique Ngakwe every day in practice, and and I wrote a story about this, how Unique Ngakwe has been really really talking with Matt Pryor and trying to coach him up, seeing what he sees, the little tells that Pryor is giving away, how Pryor can attack these speed rushers. Pryor's kind of gotten a trial by fire, and and I think he's going to do just fine there. But Danny Pinter, he definitely seems more comfortable at center than right guard. It's still going to be a learning curve for him. But I think being next to a pro bowler in Ryan Kelly and a pro bowl talent in Braden Smith – that 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 certainly will help him, and I think as he gets more games under his belt at the right guard position, I think we'll start to see him progress as the season goes along. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a big worry, but I because I mean he's a smart guy; he seems to mm-hmm. be able to adapt well. But it's it's worth noting that it's probably going to take a little bit of time. Andrew, before we talk about the defense, let's ask: Are you a betting man? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, okay. Well, then you ought to know that the Colts are three-point home favorites on Saturday against the Buccaneers. I don't know if you bet on preseason ball, but you should know that. <laughs> and that's according to Bet Online, of course. Uh, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way 
to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They've got you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. And I'd like to introduce you guys to another one of our new sponsors, Homefield. They're a premium collegiate apparel brand out of here in Indy. They've got incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs. You know Hoosiers. We love our sports gear. Being a local brand to Indianapolis, the Colts reached out to Homefield for an exclusive partnership to launch this collection of Homefield Colts apparel. This is Homefield's first NFL collection, and they're super excited for the opportunity to work with the Colts. Homefield and the Colts work together exclusively to make this co-branded collection, bringing Indianapolis together. This collection has six items, a hoodie, a crew neck, two t-shirts, joggers, and a pretty slick jacket. This is the perfect collection to kick off the season. Need something new to wear this season? Launching this Saturday, August 27th at noon Eastern, head up Homefield. Homefield was nice enough to hook us up with the hoodie and a t-shirt. And guys, wow, they're insanely soft and comfortable. My wife is going to steal them from me as sleep shirts for sure. I know that already. The designs and comfort of their clothes are good for anyone in the family and will make a great fit for ideas once they launch. Make great gift ideas once they launch. I can't talk today. Uh, Andrew, I know you and Brandon got some gear as well. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. Homefield is uh, partnering with the Colts podcast as well. They sent us each one of the t-shirts and, and mm-hmm. the joggers joggers. I could lay around in them all day. They're so comfortable. Yes. Uh, just, just feel so at home. And the design is awesome as well. The, the collection is, is, is top notch. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, new customers. You can get 15% off of your first purchase from Homefield with code locked on Colts at checkout at homefieldapparel.com. All right, Andrew. So we got to kind of power through this defense here. Uh, Defensive line. I'm going to say the edge depth should be fine. We kind of touched on the starting edge guys, but the tackle depth is a little worrisome. Yeah, it definitely is. And I think it's a, it's a very young group because, I mean, you have Eric Johnson, fifth-round pick, Curtis Brooks, a sixth-round pick, uh, some other guys in there, R.J. McIntosh, Chris Williams, who's just coming off injury, uh, Byron Cowart. Uh, there, it's a lot of young guys. Some guys have some starting experience, but that's one of the positions I'm going to be watching intently on Saturday night is the interior of this defensive line after DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart, how they can respond, how they can handle going up against a run, uh, an offensive line of the Buccaneers and a running back like like Leonard uh, Leonard Fournette. So it's going to be interesting to watch because, again, not a lot of proven pieces behind there. I feel like the talent is there. The athletic ability definitely is, but you got to put it all together. So that's that's definitely something to watch this weekend uh, for the final preseason matchup. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say is the talent is there. You can see exactly why they drafted Curtis Brooks and Eric Johnson, for example. Uh, RJ McIntosh has been good, but he hasn't played in a couple years. So there is talent with these guys. They're just relatively unproven or haven't played much. Uh, looking to linebacker, I'd say the Colts did well in the undrafted free agent market. I mean, the the starters, especially with Shaquille Leonard out, EJ Speed and Zaire Franklin look fine. 
But JoJo Doman and Sterling Weatherford has up in the last couple weeks. Forrest Ryan has had his moments. I think the Colts did really well in that in that area. Colts are very strong at the linebacker group. And and I think if you're talking about guys that undrafted free agents that have a chance to make this roster, Jojo Doman and, and Sterling Weatherford have to be right there at the top. They've they've not only shown that they can handle defensive duties, but they've been good on special teams as well. And and I think there's the big question surrounding this linebacker group, and it's going to be the big question until he returns, is Number one, when is Shaquille Leonard going to be back yeah. and, and how will he perform once he is back? Because we've already heard from Frank Reich that when he does return, he probably isn't going to be at 100%. So it might take a little bit for before we see Leonard back at his maniac form. But that's that's the heart, the heart and soul of the defense right there. And I think the Colts are wanting him back as quickly as possible. Yeah, I mean, even if he doesn't start on Pup, like you said, it's going to take him a little while. So even if for that reason, it seems like one of the undrafted guys probably has earned a spot. Mm -hmm. uh, and then looking at cornerback, you know, there, there's been a few takeaways, but my biggest one is Stephon Gilmore is still that dude. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, seeing him in person there, just he he never panics. No matter where you are in the down, he's he's he never panics. It seems like he knows what – route the receiver is going to run before the play even happens and mm -hmm. the battles with him against Michael Pittman Jr. and against Alec Pierce in practice have have been really fun to watch so he takes the secondary to a new level Colts haven't had a talent on the outside like him since Vontae Davis back in 2014 so you combine him with Kenny Moore and the Colts have two legitimate Pro Bowl cornerbacks and and it makes makes other teams give pause before they throw in either one of those guys directions yeah, no kidding. I mean, if, if he stays healthy, that's this is just going to be enormous for this defense. It, mm -hmm. it really can't be understated. Uh, and then behind the corners at safety, despite this group looking a lot different than it did a year ago, you know, there was Kari Willis, Anderson Deho played a ton of snaps. There was Jaleel Adai. It looks vastly different, but I think this safety group looks even better short term and definitely long term. Oh yeah, this this group is actually one of my one of the ones I'm most excited to watch throughout the 2022 season. Not because Julian Blackman coming back from the Achilles does not to ha look to have any lingering effects from that injury. Mm -hmm. He's fast, he's explosive, he's making play after play in training camp, and I think this scheme where you have Julian Blackman in that single high look is going to be really beneficial for him. And then the, that rookie that rookie Nick Cross, who's all over the field, whether it's against the run making plays on third down he's he's really shown that that the moment's not too big for him and i think the colts have a potential to have one of the best young safety duos for for many years to come with blackman and cross very excited about both of them no doubt like with with how much cross looks more mature than i think any of us thought as a player and blackman doesn't even look like the achilles happened so they, they're going to be our, and Rodney McLeod, obviously, a very large upgrade at the third safety. I think that's it for us today, guys. Uh, we'll be back with you after the game on Saturday to break down all of the action against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, follow our work on horseshoehuddle.com, on social media. Uh, you can find Andrew on Twitter there, at Andrew Moore NFL. I'm at Jake Arthur NFL. And then Zach is at Zach Hicks, too. Uh, and then, of course, at Locked on Colts for the show. 
Uh, and then on YouTube as well, we got to we got to hit 1000 subscribers by the end of August. We are getting real close, guys, real close. This becomes Zach's Twitter banner if we get there. And even more topical now with Rodrigo winning the kicking competition. I can't decide whether it would have been better or worse if if he would have lost, but <laughs> got to make it happen. It's still going to be great once uh, once we get to one uh, k. We got to, we got to, yeah. So again, we're we're getting really close to that. I couldn't be happier. I'm I'm sure Zach can say the same. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's fantasy draft week on the Locked On Podcast Network, guys. So go make Locked On Fantasy Football your next listen. Fantasy expert Vinny Iyer brings over 20 years of NFL expertise and a unique angle to give you the moves that no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. We'll see you on Saturday.